What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Anchor Down Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Mills, founder, Anchor Down Leadership LLC, and head football coach, James M. Bennett High School in Salisbury, Maryland. First of all, again, as always, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with me, to listen to what I have to say. I know there's a lot of things you could be doing right now, so I appreciate you spending the time with me. Hopefully, what I have to say will resonate with you as a leader um, and will help you develop the skills and the abilities that you need to not only become a better leader yourself, but more importantly, pass on to those underneath you. Because one of the main focuses of Anchor Down Leadership and should be the main focus of any leader is not just on your own personal development, but the development of those underneath you. The idea is that you should be growing leaders so that when you're gone, the organization keeps operating without missing a beat. On that note, today we're going to talk about something that I think is difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for a lot of leaders. Now, what I'm going to say is going to be targeted primarily at coaches because that's kind of what I'm speaking from my experience. But the ideas and the concepts that I'm talking about apply to any area of leadership, no matter what it might be. And the thing we're going to talk about today, micromanaging. Now, listen, I know you guys are already pretty good leaders. And I know you've already said, well, coach, I don't micromanage. That's one thing I make sure that I don't do. I promise you, you do micromanage in some ways. And the struggle is finding out those areas where you do micromanage and realizing you need to let go of that control. Now, I'm talking to football coaches primarily. Listen, I'm one of you guys. We love to have that control. We try to control every aspect of practice, every aspect of the day, every aspect of the game. We want to control as much as possible. That's impossible. We can't control hardly anything. And it's only our ego in our own pompous mindset that allows us to think we can control a lot of things that we can't control, right? Take what's going on right now with the whole COVID-19 thing, right? I have seen a lot of coaches who cannot manage to handle themselves during this COVID-19 debacle simply because they think they can control the response. They think that they can control what elected officials are doing. Sometimes they've been somewhat effective when they partner with a lot of other people, but mostly it's just been a lot of whining and complaining and complaining about something that you can't control. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about micromanaging, what we need to do to avoid micromanaging, and how by not micromanaging, we're actually making better people. Our teams will be better. Our organizations will be better. So let's get into it. Now I know a lot of us have a certain thought of what micromanaging is, right? It's that, that boss that hovers right over your shoulder and tells you, you need to do this, you need to do that. Oh, we don't do it that way, let's do it this way. Oh, you need to do it this way because that's what I'm telling you to do. We've probably all experienced that sometime or other in our careers, in our lives, whatever the setting might be. Um, sometimes it's a little bit not as obvious as that. Sometimes micromanaging is not as obvious as us hovering right over them. You know, obviously when that happens, when we feel ourselves doing that, we need to not do that. One of the reasons as leaders we get good people around us is because they're talented at their jobs. So we want to let them do their job. So if I'm a head coach, 
I look at my assistant coaches and I might give them input and I might, you know, maybe send them some ideas. But at the end of the day, I have to trust that they're good at their job. I have to believe that they know what they're doing. And more importantly, I need to let them do what they do. If I don't trust them to do what they do, then why are they on my staff? If I don't trust somebody to be a leader on my team, if I don't trust them to the point I need to micromanage them, why are they on my team? I don't want people that I have to hold their hand. I don't want people I have to baby. I want people who are self-capable, self-starting, and can handle their own business. So if those are the people I'm hiring, then why do I sometimes try and micromanage them? Why do we sometimes try and tell them how to do things? I need to assume they know what they're doing and let them do what they do. Again, we might give them an overall structure. We might give them some guidelines. But other than that, take the hands off and let them do what they do. And this is where it's really going to hit home with a lot of people. And this might, this might uh, irritate some few folks, but I'm not new to that. And that doesn't bother me in the least bit. We need to let go when it comes to our players. Let's sink in for a second. We need to let go when it comes to our players, right? And some of this comes from, a lot of it, let's be honest, comes from personal experience. Think about a standard practice in your program. Okay, maybe it's Tuesday and it's an offensive practice. How much are you telling them versus how much are they understanding? We, one of the big phrases that's come around, that one of the big ideas that's come around, especially on social media, is game-like. That's what we always hear. Let's try and make everything we do as game-like as possible. I think that's a great idea. I think making sure that our drills, our practices, and everything we do is focused on developing and peaking to game day is exactly what we need to do as coaches to prepare our organizations. But if that's what our, our deal is, that's what our goal is, is our instruction matching that goal. It doesn't matter how great our drill is or how game-like our practice is if I'm not instructing in the same mindset. This is something that I've learned from a lot of international Athletics. I've had the, the pleasure of living overseas in my lifetime and watching soccer on an international level. Uh, recently, I've really become enamored with rugby on an international level. And those sports have really shown me something that I think we need to apply to American athletics and we can apply to ourselves as coaches and as leaders. Well, Coach Mills, this is America. We do everything better. Well, they're debatable. But this, I assure you, we do not do better. We can be better, and we should be better, but we don't do this as well as some of our international counterparts. In America, we like to tell our players exactly what to do. Look at an imaginary sideline. Think, think of a game, right? Maybe a game you've been in. Maybe it's a practice. How many times do you hear a coach, other players, or a parent multiple parents, telling somebody, go there, cover that guy. Oh, go tackle him over there. Oh, you need to get over there. Oh, throw to that guy, throw to that guy. It happens in all of our sports, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, whatever it is. We have a really bad problem in the United States of doing what we call joysticking. You know, some of our, our older individuals might understand what a joystick is. Or I think back to that old Atari when you were playing with the joystick controlling everything, you uh, younger viewers, your younger listeners uh, will just 
understand it from history, all right? Uh, but yeah, you know, when you had the joystick and you were controlling everything, we do that with our players. We tell them exactly where to go, what to do, how to act, where to look, and all those things almost every play. Why? Why are we doing that? We're basically telling them, we don't trust that you're good enough to do what we've told you all week in practice. And if we don't trust what we did all week in practice, or let me rephrase that. If we don't trust that our players have learned what we've been teaching them all week in practice, then why do we practice? Why are we wasting our time for two to three to four hours a day to practice when we're just going to tell them what to do on the game field? To me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And from a learning perspective, we're teaching our players, you don't really need to learn this because we're going to shout it at you when it's important. We're going to remind you every time it matters. Why do we do that? So instead of building independent thinkers who are able of acting on their own, we build robots who are only cued to listen to what we tell them to do. We can't be all 11 guys on a football field or all nine players on a baseball. Not 10, whatever. I don't know. I haven't played baseball in years. But you know what I mean, right? We can't be our entire managerial staff. We can't be our entire sales staff all the time. So what do we want to do? We want to develop independent thinkers. We want to develop players who are capable of analyzing, understanding, adapting, and acting, right? We want them to look at a given situation, understand, this is what I need to do. This is what I've been trained to do. I've been taught this a thousand times. Now I'm going to react and do what I'm supposed to do. And then when they do that, it's amazing how much better our teams get. Look at the great teams that you know, whether it's a sports team or a business or a professional organization, whatever it is. Think about the great teams you know and look at the people in that organization. Most of them are very capable on their own. Most of them are uber talented, not just physically, but mentally as well. They're able to understand what they're supposed to do in a given situation, react and act. They're able to observe, analyze, react, and act. And that's something we need to be able to teach our players to do. So when we are joysticking them, when we are telling them, hey, go cover that guy, pass it to that guy, cut there, block that guy, and we tell them that every play, what are we really teaching them? Now, the problem is not only in-game, but the problem is we also do that in practice. You know, something we have done for years in the program that I'm a part of, which we are changing this year, is when we do team offense or team defense, whatever it might be, we run a play, and then we, which takes, what, seven, ten seconds tops, and then we spend a minute and a half dissecting what went wrong and telling our players, hey, you did that wrong. You should have blocked him. Or you did that wrong. You should have ran this route. And what happens is we get ten seconds of work and two minutes of instruction. What are they really learning there? They're learning, hey, I just need to listen to what coach tells me to. I don't need to worry about my play on the field. So what thing we're going to try and do this year is when we do team offense or we do team defense, we're going to call the plays. We're going to shut up. We're going to call the plays and we're going to run a six, seven, eight play series. Shut up. And then bring everybody back together and say, okay, 
what did you do right and what did you do wrong? We're going to try and teach them to self-analyze. I already know what they did right. I already know what they did wrong. And I will help lead them to that answer as any good teacher should do. But I'm not going to tell them. We are getting out of the business of telling them what they did right or what they did wrong. And we are getting into the business of asking them, what do you think you did right? What do you think you did wrong? Why? Because that way they are learning to react in a given situation. They're learning to see a stimulus, understand what they need to do, and then act accordingly. We are getting away from joysticking them. I mentioned earlier about international athletics. If you watch a high-level international football game or soccer, right, watch what those coaches do. They spend more time arguing with officials than they do yelling at their players. Better yet, if you watch international rugby, the head coach, you ready for this? The head coach is in the booth. How many football head coaches do you know that sit upstairs on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Not many that I know of. But what they're doing is they are removing themselves from the situation. They are saying, I trust my players to do what they need to do. And they have the ability to communicate should they need to make adjustments or changes or things like that. But they're not every second of the game or every play of the game trying to tell their players what to do. They're letting them use their talents and do what they do. That's something we need to do the same thing, not just in our games, right? But in our practices. Why? Because as I talked about a few minutes ago, we want our practices to be as game-like as possible. So if we want our players to be able to uh, analyze, understand, react, and then act, we need to do the same things in practice. We can't run a play for eight seconds and then spend two minutes breaking it down for them. We need to run several plays and then say, okay, what did we learn? What did the defense do and how did you react? Or what did the offense do and how did you adapt? We want to teach them to how to understand a scenario, how to understand a situation, and how to act. We don't want to tell them, right? Think about anything in your own personal life. When it's personal to you, you remember it much better. When it's just somebody telling you something, you tend to let it go a little bit, right? And that's what we're trying to do. That's what we should be doing as leaders. We should make our instruction as personal and relevant to them as possible. We don't want that top-down method. In a way, it is because we're shaping the learning, but the learning is also happening from a bottom-up perspective. We are putting the onus of learning on the individual, on the player, on the person, so that it is more personal to them. Instead of telling them what they should do, we are asking them, what do you think you should do? And if they give us an incorrect answer, we say, okay, well, what about this? And pose another solution. Don't say, no, you're wrong. This is what you need to do. Posit it to them in a more positive manner. We'll get in positive talk on a later date. But, you know, it's something as American coaches and American leaders we really struggle with. And we might think we're not micromanagers, but as you look and you think about what you do, you would probably be surprised at the level you do micromanage, not intentionally, but accidentally. And we want to get out of the habit of micromanaging our individuals, our people. Instead, we want to get into the habit of growing them, of allowing them to learn. They're gonna make mistakes. Whether we tell them or they're learning, they're going to make mistakes. 
And that's okay. Because as we've talked about before, mistakes are part of the learning process. The problem is when we have that top-down approach and we tell them what to do and then they make a mistake, it's easy for us to say, well, we told you what to do, right? But that doesn't really give anybody an opportunity to get better. Instead, say, hey, you made this mistake. What happened? How can you fix it? And how can you not do it again? Again, we're making that problem-solving process personal to them. Instead of it being a micromanaging problem-solving process, here's what you did wrong, now you need to do this. We're making it a learning process of problem-solving. Hey, what do you think happened there? Okay, How could you have done it better? Okay, Now, how can you make sure you don't do it again? That's what we need to be doing as coaches. We need to get away from joysticking and telling our players everything they need to do on the field and we need to get more into helping them learn and developing them as players. All the great players that exist on the highest level are not just capable physically, but they are capable mentally and emotionally because they've developed the ability to learn, understand, react, and act accordingly. There's a ton of great physical players who don't make it at the highest levels. Why? Because they're not mentally equipped to learn and adapt to the game. So if we want our players to succeed at the highest levels, if we want to push our people to be better, to be the best that they can be, let's get out of the habit of telling them this is what you need to do and let's get into the habit of asking them what do you think you should do. Help them learn, help them develop, and you'll be amazed at how much coaching you don't have to do. You'll be amazed at how much micromanaging you don't do anymore. And more importantly, you'll be amazed at the abilities of your people. You'll be amazed at how much your team is now capable of because you've gotten away from that joysticking. You've gotten away from that micromanaging and telling them what to do. And they are now learning, adapting, reacting, and acting. And that's what we want in our players. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I really do appreciate your time. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to communicate, build some relationships with you guys through this. All my contact info will be here on the screen. Uh, for those of you listening, my Twitter is at Dustin W. Mills or at AD underscore leadership. Uh, Instagram on the same names. Uh, Facebook on the same names. Uh, our website is anchordownleadership.com. And you can shoot me an email at Dustin at anchordownleadership.com or info at anchordownleadership.com. We would love to work with you. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to find a way that we can help make you more successful. Uh, maybe we can develop and work on some of the ideas we've talked about the past few weeks. Whatever it is, feel free to reach out. Love to communicate with you guys. I appreciate everything you guys do as leaders. Uh, you know, I don't think that can be said enough. A leader is a difficult task to say the least. So I appreciate the sacrifice that you guys put in as leaders in your various organizations. And I'll leave you with this as always. Always challenge the status quo. Keep finding ways to get better and anchor down to your core values. Have a great week, everybody.